Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw. On today's episode, we've got all the latest details on the pending WWE sale, including Vince preparing to step down from the company again, one potential suitor maybe being out of the running, plus backstage details on how WWE views Sami Zayn as a potential WrestleMania main eventer. And we got your impact results in a SmackDown preview for tonight. But before we get started, a quick note, tomorrow night, we're going to be live. Uh, both on the YouTube and the Twitch for NXT Vengeance Day. Uh, we're going to be doing a watch along for that. Should be a good show. There's a lot of really good cards. Uh, real, I'm sorry, a lot of matches really good on matches yeah, on yeah, that yeah, card. Yeah. yeah. What's what's the match you're looking forward to most, man? Oh, it's Carmelo versus Apollo Cruz. It's Carmelo versus Apollo Cruz. Absolutely, it is. I think that women's uh, uh, triple threat's going to be good. I think yeah, that's gonna, they're going to tell. A, I think they're going to tell a pretty darn good story in that match. I think so too. I think so. Too. Uh, so check that out. I think it's probably at five Pacific. That's usually that'd when be those, my guess. I haven't checked. When those but things we'll start. say it's yeah. five Pacific. Yeah. Uh, then this weekend, uh, both on the channel and in the, uh, the audio podcast realm, we've got tomorrow a new count out. Yeah. Top ten shocking betrayals in wrestling. Shocking. We talk about more than 10. There's like a bunch of honorable mentions because there's been a lot of shocking betrayals. Yeah, I'm sure we left a bunch out. In wrestling, yeah. Yeah, I know. We probably did. Uh, and then on Sunday, we've got our first retro review of the year, WCW Nitro Episode 1. We did this for patrons and YouTube channel members uh, like a couple weeks ago. So now it's available to everybody. But if you're a YouTube channel member or a patron of $5 up, you can watch it right now. Yeah. You can watch it right now. Yeah. Right now. Now. Speaking of which, we got a new YouTube channel member, uh, Profound Magician. Thank you so much. Thank you. YouTube channel members and patrons of $5 up. You guys can also participate in our monthly uh, predictions challenge. Next up is Elimination Chamber. This is not for Big Red. It's for bonus points heading into yes. March's Revolution Big yes. Red predictions. Yes. Get the card challenge. exactly right. Everything on the card. An en entrant order of the chamber matches. Order of eliminations, all that right, you get two bonus points. If if that doesn't happen, whoever does best gets gets one bonus point going into March for, for AW. Could make Revolution. all the difference. Could make all the difference. It Especially really like Revolution might have fewer matches than usual. 
given that one of the matches is a mandated hour long. It'll have Iron nine match. instead of thirteen. Yes. <laughs> it'll still it'll still have way too many matches. But unless unless Tony's sitting there with his little notepad thinking, how can I jam sixteen in here plus an hour long match? I know. I know. Ah. Two hour kickoff show. That's how. He's Oh man, I think we just manifested <laughs> that shit, Larson. Oh man, we got a new another new YouTube channel member, uh Rudra Strife. Thank you so much. Thank we appreciate so much. it. Thank you, thank you. Uh also I think we got a new patron. Um while I look that up, Larson, uh what is going on with Vince McMahon? So wait, he's gonna leave again? He's, well, he's maybe. gonna step down again. I mean, we could hope. We could hope. Now so, now so, uh towards the end of yesterday, I think after the market closed. Uh, WB had one of their investor calls. They do these quarterly. Uh, this one, though, was to announce the 2022 financials. Guess what? They made more more million than they ever had before. Woo! Uh, but during that call, good job, everybody. Uh, Nick Khan was asked, <laughs> "Yeah, congratulations." Nick Khan was asked if Vince McMahon would step away from WB yet again if it led to shareholders uh, getting a better deal whenever the company sells. And Khan responded that Vince Wood saying, and these transcripts come to you from Wrestling Observer, quote, yes, without question. He declared it to the board. He's declared it to us in management. It's all about shareholder value. He He's obviously a shareholder, so it's not about what role he'll have. It's about maximizing the value opportunity. Then today, Nick Khan, this morning, in fact, was on CNBC uh, for an interview and was again asked if Vince would be willing to step aside to improve WWE's sale price. And this is what he said there. And these transcripts come to you from WrestlingNews.co. He says, quote, you're right. It's very tough to take control from him because the interviewer, uh, David, hold on. I have David David Faber was uh, pessimistic that Vince would be willing to step aside. Yeah. Uh, says, uh, it's very tough to take control from him. He's built an empire, which has certainly been good by me and for me. But no, Vince has declared to the board, to me, to other upper management, he's 100% open to a transaction where he's not included in the company moving forward. I really believe he's looking for the best value for the shareholders. Keep in mind, he's a large shareholder. Uh, later on, he's asked again, hey, I want you to confirm that Vince is going to be out of here maybe if whoever buys company will says, get out of here. And Khan said, with Vince 100%, if it's the right deal, and I think we're going to look at a lot of fact, at all of the factors, it's going to make it the right deal. If it doesn't involve him, it's no issue. But, I don't know, shortly after Nick Khan's interview, on CNBC, the CNBC website had an article about Nick Khan's appearance and added this, quote, McMahon's potential future involvement in WWE has become an early sticking point in preliminary talks with various buyers, according to people familiar with the matter, who asked not to be named because discussions are private. Oof. Oof. I kind of believe that last part more than I believe Nick Khan. Yes, I'm pessimistic <laughs> that, uh, that Vince would just be willing to step aside Um just because this is the right deal. I mean, because it seems like a lot of his strategy is getting his, 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 his himself back on the board. I mean, the way he kind of muscled himself back on the board, that alone makes you think, okay, he not only does he want to have a say, which he would anyway, is the largest shareholder in the company, about where the company or how the company is sold. It's not just that. It seems like he wants to flex his muscle in terms of something else, perchance. Maybe that is how he will be involved in the company post-sale. Yeah, he's a man with a large ego. I do find it difficult to believe that he would. I think that if Triple H's time heading up creative 
had not been as, you know, he's had some pretty decent rating. I mean, if you just look it up from a business perspective, yeah. creatively speaking, you, you subjective, it's that subjective stuff. You can debate it all day long, whether you like it or not. But uh, from a ratings perspective, he's had some some good wins. Uh, from a financial perspective, he's had some good wins. The Royal Rumble, biggest Massive this, biggest that, metric, yeah, biggest yeah. everything, yeah. Um, I believe that if that hadn't been the case, he probably would already be in control of creative right now. I think it probably that this much success under Triple H being disrupted by anything, including Vince McMahon, I think even Vince realizes that would be a bad business move. Um, that being said, uh, everything's on the table when it comes to initiating the sell and then afterwards what happens. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of any of it. I, I still have you know, the, the, the feeling of dread that, especially given what we're about to talk here, uh, talk about here, um, that the Saudi deal was a real thing and but they just have to do there in order to make sure that this actually happens they have to look at everybody else's offers and what they have on the table as mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. but you would think that the Saudi Arabia deal would include Vince sticking around I mean it's a relationship they've had with him for some time now and there's no reason why they'd be like yeah you're out of here now does that automatically mean he would muscle his way back into creative if he wanted to sure but if triple h is running things the way he is okay with i don't know i i can't say for sure that would be the case i mean i know we all you know want to think that the sky is falling because vince is back might not be the case yeah. but it also wouldn't surprise me if if no. you know he wanted to get back into that not at all not at all and and yeah you're right the 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 a deal with the Saudi Arabia public investment fund would be at least looking at it from the outside seemingly the surest way or the easiest route for Vince to resume some measure of control on a day-to-day -day yeah. basis yeah um you would think that any media company uh, would be uh, hesitant again. We're gonna get we're gonna get to maybe one potential suitor, business suitor who might be out of the running for the time being here in a second. Any media company be hesitant to purchase the company with the caveat that Vince is gonna be involved in the company post sale in some capacity. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. You know, there, there's there's just too much with Vince from a public relations standpoint that I don't see why any digital media company or any media company, sorry, not just digital media company, any media company would want to deal with that right now. You got these yeah. investigations, yeah. you got the potential for uh, more allegations become public. And given that the fortunes of WB right now are going pretty good, as you mentioned mm -hmm. with triple H running creative, Nick Khan is CEO. Why would you want to disrupt that mm -hmm. to do business with Vince? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, this bit here from CNBC about Vince's involvement maybe being a potential sticking point with buyers of the company makes all the sense in the world. It's also going to be that if that if that ends up being true, um, I mean, look, I I have no doubt. I I honestly do believe. You just look at the you look at the numbers, the the Saudi public investment fund. They've got like more money than every potential suitor except for perhaps um, Amazon. Amazon, yeah just in terms of like what they have available to them. I know that deals can be structured in a certain way so that people can offer more. But if it's just simply, Hey, we want this way more than anybody else. And we're willing to pay double up. We're willing to double up anybody else. It, this out, it's, it would be irresponsible from a shareholder's perspective. If they didn't go with the Saudi investment fund, if the deal was so much more mm. than anybody else. Um, 
so uh, and and I think that would be that that's going to be the bottom line, you know, like negative reaction uh, from, you know, <laughs> from the Internet wrestling community surely doesn't matter if there's pushback when it comes to their broadcast partners, sponsors, sponsors, maybe. But I mean, every every episode of Raw and SmackDown that airs on WWE.com could be sponsored by the Saudi Investment Fund. And maybe they wouldn't care. I don't know. I don't know. Either. I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea how that would work. Yeah, I don't know. But, I don't um, know either. That's, that's you know, it, it took Live Golf a whole season to get a TV yeah. deal. Yeah, but they got one. They In did the end, one. they ended they up did, getting they one. They did get one. And, and the first uh, tour of, for Live Golf, by you know all accounts that I saw, was it was a major PR disaster. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know for 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 live golf. So it's it. I mean, with WWE, their their television situation has been pretty stable for thirty years, more or less. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And to disturb that, especially now when it's the largest source revenue for the company. Mm-hmm. And you know, if if you don't sell it to a media company, you're still gonna have to go through the process of finding of doing the media rights deal. Yeah, I guess. I mean, wouldn't it all depend on? I say, I, I just don't know. You know, we've obviously heard the term sports washing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If that is the sole reason, oh, yeah. for owning WWE, I don't know that. Like, you know, I mean, obviously they want distribution outlets. You know, and CW is not, that's not a small distribution outlet. You know, I'm, I I don't know what the CW, I mean, that's on, that's technically available in every house that has like, you know. Yeah, I think so. I would imagine that their reach is more than cable TV because it'd be on par with the other networks because it's a network. It's an actual network. It's not like a cable network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but I don't know. The bottom line is, who knows? You know, I, I like I said, I'd believe this last little bit than more than I would Nick Khan, who's going to say anything to anybody. It doesn't matter if it's true or false to, to get the deal done. Um, but uh, but one potential suitor that might be out of the running for WWE uh, uh, elsewhere in the same CNBC interview, uh, David Faber told Khan that Comcast probably won't be purchasing WWE. Khan responded with this. These transcripts are uh, from WrestlingNews.co. Look, I think they're all possible. We're still bullish on Comcast being possible. There's only so much I can say about it at this moment, but we certainly got a warm reception in the marketplace from people who seem interested. Khan also added he thinks the sale will happen soon, saying it could happen within three months, which would pretty much line up with the summer deadline that we had heard before. But it was kind of interesting. I'm not sure if there was more context behind this idea that Comcast won't be purchasing WWE but uh, David Faber seems to have some sort of information that that might not be happening. Yeah, I mean, uh, of course, Comcast is the parent company of NBC. And, of course, mm-hmm. NBC yeah. is CNBC is under that umbrella. So Hence the CNBC, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, he talked to Bob Comcast, and I guess Bob so. Comcast I was guess like, so. hey, David, this is not going to happen. Not going to happen. Um, so you think he's got some sort of insight on that? Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah, if Comcast uh, you know, removes their name from the, the buying process, that's one – Given that, given NBC Universal's longstanding uh, uh, working relationship with WB, you know they own at USA Network. USA has had Raw for the better part of thirty years. I know there's a few years where it was on another network, but for the most part, USA Network has been the home to WB Raw. Mm-hmm, yeah, right. Um, it'd be pretty, and if they were in the market to continue their that 
relationship with WWE in terms of broadcasting their their programming, both Raw and NXT. You'd think at a certain point, the price to procure themselves those rights to continue airing those programs would it would almost be a better bargain for them just to buy the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, if yeah. the price is to their liking, that is, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm still hopeful that you know Tony Khan in full Ultimate Warrior garb, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we saw in the magazine yesterday, mm-hmm. will run in and uh, and swoop it out from somebody, or maybe I don't know. Uh, 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 Anthem, you know. Yeah, that'd be something. They could put WWE programming on Axis right after Impact Wrestling. <laughs> Stream it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, wait. Well, New Japan has that spot right now. After New Japan on Thursdays, you can WWE. run WWE Raw. Or if you pay a dollar <laughs> a month, you can get it on YouTube. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because Anthem seemingly just make money. Like just they just have money around. <laughs> seemingly. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out. We did have a new channel member uh, here while while we were talking, Ryan Crum and then Jordan Gill, new patron. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you're Um, watching here on the YouTube, why don't you give us a thumbs up, please? Oh, man. We got 362 people watching on the YouTube. Hit that thumbs up. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, Nasso here uh, with a super chat says greetings from Bulgaria. I don't think Sami Zayn versus Roman is worthwhile. Well, it's a good thing you're. Uh, that's a good segue here from Nasso. Yes, <laughs> because apparently uh, it's people within yeah. WWE who might agree with you. <laughs> so uh, prior to the Rumble, this is something Dave Meltzer said mentioned in an episode of Wrestling Observer Radio that it, while Grant, this reminder, this is before the Rumble that he said this that while it, it, it could be possible that Sami Zayn be elevated. Uh, up uh, to beat uh, Roman Reigns for the WWE Undisputed Universal title at WrestleMania. He wasn't viewed, Sammy that is, wasn't viewed by Triple H or Vince McMahon as someone who could be the face of the company. And obviously now that we're after the Rumble, Sammy wasn't in the Rumble, much less win it. Cody versus Roman's been announced as the main event. Uh, there appears to be basically zero chance that Sammy's going to be walking out of Mania as champ. And in the latest Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Melser talked more about why Triple H didn't necessarily view Sammy as a guy who could headline Mania Steve. Do you want to do this in Melser voice? Oh, man. You don't have to, but you can read it. 
<laughs> I do have a decent melter. It's just I can't do it on command. I'll never remember that time I was taking Gypsy out for a walk. <laughs> I was like, man, Larson has to listen. I got my melter down perfect. <laughs> and I sent you a voicemail. Yeah. I, I don't think you knew. I don't think you knew it was even it was me trying to be Melter. Uh, anyways, well, I thought it was uh, from you. And I listened to it. It's like that sounds like Melter. <laughs> oh, did, okay, good. I did yeah. sound like Melter then. Good. Uh, so, anyways, Melter says this, and I'm not going to do my impression. Uh, the Zane uh, Reigns scenario was originally just set up to be a few week comedy deal, but caught on with the public and was changed months ago to a WrestleMania season angle. The plan, as of three months ago, was to end up basically where we are now with Zane being turned on and beaten down at the Rumble, leading to Reigns beating Zane to keep the title in Montreal and moving on to face Rhodes or The Rock at WrestleMania. While not confirmed, most likely one would have expected Owens and Zane to form a tag team to beat the Usos, so they got something out of it at Mania. The issue got so hot that from a fan's perspective, Reigns, Zane, and really a title change for the singles belt would have been the perfect climax to the angle. This was acknowledged by a few internally that they didn't see coming in how hot this would be and it should be changed. But we're also told that neither Vince McMahon nor Paul Levesque saw Zane as a guy who could headline WrestleMania and that the scenario of Zane challenging in Montreal and moving it to WrestleMania because he got hot, which WWE did previously for Kofi Kingston when he got hot and got the spot planned for Owens in 2019 was not going to happen. So I understand being able to take somewhat, I, I think there's an interpretation of the idea that Triple H and Vince McMahon don't see Sami Zayn as a WrestleMania headliner and run with it as, oh, they don't see Sami Zayn as like potentially a top guy. Yeah. I think there's some difference. You can look at the context. I don't think they look at Sami Zayn, the performer, I forget his real name, something Rami Sam. I don't know what it is, but I don't think they look at him and say, Oh, he can't be, you know, like a Daniel Bryan. Cause I think Vince saw something in Daniel Bryan and that they had no problem putting him in there. The WrestleMania main event. Um, well, eventually. Ages yeah. Ago. yeah. Yeah. Well at 30 you know, or 30. Yeah. At 30. Yeah. But eventually at first that wasn't going to be the case. Though. Right. Yeah. But the fans got it so hot. And I still think that even with the fans there, if they didn't think that Daniel Bryan was WrestleMania main event material, they just wouldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. I think that regardless, you know, people say, oh, the fans got him there. I think Vince and I think it's clear that Vince always really liked Daniel Bryan. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, getting back to Sami Zayn, I think maybe they feel this iteration of Sami Zayn. They have a hard time seeing this iteration of him as he's presented as holding both those titles sitting at UFC shows, being on the Today Show, et cetera, et cetera, which from a business standpoint is sort of who they want as the face of their company. I don't think that they look at this and be like, oh, this can't culminate at WrestleMania. WrestleMania being the guy coming out of WrestleMania trying to sell tickets or sell views on Peacock to people who might not know this great story that's going on, that's where their priorities lie. That's how they're able to get on these conference calls and say, hey, this is how we sold. This is we sold so much because of this. And so I don't know that it's we don't see Sami Zayn as a guy who could re- uh, main event WrestleMania. It's just I don't know if they think that this story right here is something that can sell outside of the normal you know, WWE fan base, which is what they go for at WrestleMania. That that's yeah. sort of how I yeah, can yeah, interpret yeah. this. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, if if 
what we're seeing now with Sammy's story, like, you know, with the attack at the Rumble and him getting kicked out of the bloodline, if this is just kind of the the start of two ways to look at it. If this is the start of Act 3, there's a way that you can push things along and you can have him, you know, what you said, put that aside for a second, just in terms of the story they're telling. You could have Sammy get to the main event of Mania, beat Roman, and people would be satisfied. However, this is more or less just kind of the start of Act 2, and there's mm-hmm. a lot more story they got with Sammy. Mm-hmm. That's, I know it's a huge if. Where they want to tell the, st- the story of him making amends for what he did as member of Bloodline, and after he goes through that process, then maybe have him be a championship contender. That's something else entirely. Yeah, I, I think that there's there, there are two things to look at here. There's what's going on with the story stuff, and we still don't really know you know exactly when it clicked for them and or if it has even clicked. I, I think it has to be honest with you that it's clicked that hey we are on to something really really big here and you know it, it seems to be driving a lot of interest in the product it's got nothing but positive mm-hmm. you know marks on uh, uh so to speak um it's got nothing but there's a lot of positive talk about it there's that aspect of it but then there is sort of the business aspect of things where you know, Cody Rhodes, his current story, his current persona, what he's done, where he's been, how he's presented is something that is a little less confusing if he shows up on the Today Show. Whereas if you put Sammy Say it on the Today Show, as he looks right now, <laughs> the guy kind of is presented as a mess. You know, he's got these like old ass baggy army pants. His hair is a mess. His beard is on. Yeah, okay. Actually, I was thinking about this earlier today. I was thinking about this earlier today. Do you think, I think that I think there is a, a, a comparison to be made with mankind mm. back in the day. All right. Did Vince and Triple H, did Vince see him? Triple H didn't have the book back then. Did Vince see well, him probably, as, probably not. Did Vince see him as, he was like a three time world champion. There were short reigns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were very storyline driven, right? I mean, yeah. his shit was awesome. Yeah. Do you think they saw him as the top guy compared to, for example, The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin? I don't think so. No, no, no. Obviously not. No, no. And That's it, not to say that they didn't view him with a lot of respect and somebody who could win the title at yeah. some point, which yeah. he did. But I think there's something to be said for a comparison there. I think it's sort of similar. I think they probably really like Sammy. He wouldn't be in this position if they didn't really yeah. like him. Yeah. Um, By all accounts, but, everybody yeah. seems yeah. to really like Sammy and his work. And yeah, if, mm-hmm. if, yeah. If they weren't fond of him and his work, he wouldn't be in this this position is such a high profile story <laughs> yeah. um yeah I, I see the i see the analogies between sammy and and foley um to a degree and they're kind of positioning on the card as well where you uh, you could have them be champion to facilitate a larger story mm-hmm. but you're not going to market the company necessarily around that performer Right, yeah. You know, yeah. i mean it, obviously back in the attitude era they had stone cold and they had the rock and those were the two top top guys and they were going to market the company around those two guys mm-hmm. uh and today it's roman mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. and uh, you know after he loses the, and cody now it's roman and mm-hmm. cody now mm-hmm. yeah um and that's what the company has decided on and, and to a degree seth rollins yeah like seth, seth shows rollins. up on all those you know, i'll say i'll say to a degree a also seth and, and and becky lynch um, yeah sure yeah absolutely um you know the they're kind of the 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 faces of wd we at this juncture mm-hmm. um you know, and 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 who's to, who's to say uh, in six months or so if the story with Sammy uh, continues to 
to catch steam and people get really behind him to the mm. same degree they got behind Daniel Bryan. And I'm not, not, not saying in terms of fans appreciating his work because people mm. have appreciated Sami Zayn's work, I think, for a very long time. Mm. Literally a groundswell of support, so it's impossible to keep him out of the title picture, which we haven't seen yet. We just had a poll on here, here uh, in our Twitch chat asking, do you want to see him uh, main event WrestleMania? And I think the nose won it. Um, you know, the, 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 what Sammy said in that interview with uh, Ariel Helwani was, was interesting because back in 2014, there was a difference in sort of the fans, you know, uh, uh, the, the fans were just frustrated with, it's like, man, we want Daniel Bryan and you're giving us Batista who we love Batista oh, right love now. Batista. But back then I didn't really need to see him back in the WWE, especially when we had somebody that everybody just really wanted to see get there. Mm -hmm. We just wanted, Hey, you know, give us something, give us something that we're, that we want. So to, so to speak with, you know, Dave Batista. Um, but uh, but I don't really think it's like that anymore. There is there is, and I'm not even going to say it's it's a hard split in you know amongst the fan base about you know oh Sammy versus Cody they're shoving Cody. I think that you know there's there's a whole sort of you know it's it's a gray area. I think people would be fine with Cody. I think people would be excited if Cody Rhodes became champion. I think that would be a big big deal. Mm -hmm. But there are people who are like, man, this story needs a WrestleMania happy ending for Sammy Zayn. And, and I just don't, I, I don't, I don't really think it needs, I think that they can, I've said this a million times at this point since the rumble, I think they can build a, an awesome story with uh, Jay and Jimmy and Kevin and Sammy and get that WrestleMania moment for those guys. That doesn't mm -hmm. need to be the main event with mm -hmm. Roman Reigns. I think it, I, it might actually be a better story with these four guys than it is with Roman Reigns. You have Roman Reigns be involved in that story. Of course, um, and it'll all be satisfying. Just let them, dude, since Triple H took over, I'm fine with letting it play out because it's paid off so well. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I can't argue with any of that. Um, you know, I think uh, you, know, you and I went into this with the expectation that we were going to get, if not The Rock, then Cody and Roman, and then and then Sammy and Kevin Owens would win the tag titles from the Usos. Mm, that yeah. was the expectation. That's always kind of been... A, our expectation, I think. And yeah, mm -hmm. we've discussed the possibility of Sammy maybe challenging Roman, but I don't know if we really put a whole lot of stock in that. Mm -hmm. um, going into the story, before it really kind of picked up steam, when they first really kind of got it going, it made all the sense in the world for it to culminate with Sammy and Kevin Owens going after the Usos tag titles. Yeah. And it still does, especially, I mean, I'm excited to see what happens tonight. Roman's advertised to be on SmackDown. I don't know if Jay's going to be involved or Sammy's going to be involved, but you got to mm -hmm. think Roman is going to start really manipulating Jay to get him back within the bloodline. Mm -hmm. And it's maybe as soon as tonight, we're going to start maybe seeing things set up for eventually the Usos versus Sammy and Kevin Owens. Definitely by the time Elim Elimination Chamber is over, we're, I would be shocked if they didn't get the ball rolling on, on the tag title belt. For mania, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 interested to see what what happens, and I I know that this is going to be hell. Even in, well, I, what did I put in the thumbnail for this one? Was it uh, WWE doesn't see Sammy as top guy? I forget what I put in the thumbnail for this one. I, I was so. going to say a lot of people are going to use 
you know, the, the clickbaity sort of, oh, Triple H doesn't see Sammy as top guy. We probably have done that here. I'll be honest with you. But but I do think that there's probably some shades of gray. I think there's probably some context there. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That might be lacking yeah. from one line in the Wrestling Observer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. it yeah, it, it's this. Definitely, there is definitely some context seemingly lacking. So, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about this the other day. I think during or yesterday when we were recording a count out, where I saw and there was an interaction on Twitter. I think with Solid Monster and a, and, a, and you know an audience member of his, and said, you know, whose story is this? Is it Sammy's? Is it Jay's? Is it Roman's? And uh, and he gave his answer. My answer is it's an ensemble. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a it's a family story. Yep. Um, and uh, and it's no one person's story. And I think you can have a satisfying ending for it all, one that we're all incredibly happy with um, if they play their cards right. That doesn't ne- it doesn't need and almost might, you know, preclude it be- from being Sammy versus Roman at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anyways. Totally. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, we had an Impact Wrestling tonight, or last night, rather. We did have an On Impact Wrestling On the road to... Night. No Surrender. No Surrender, the Steven Seagal movie. Yeah, absolutely. Was that one a Steven um, Seagal movie? Oh, probably not. That has to be the name of a movie, though. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Just the but... question is, who started it? <laughs> was it Eric Roberts? Oh, yeah. Was it Dolph Lundgren? Oh, there's been several no surrenders. Was it Carl Weathers? There's been several no surrenders. Seemingly. Anyways, uh, carry on. I'll, I'll, I'll apprise you of uh, the no surrender movies here in a moment. Please do. Yeah. Um, well, there's been we had two a... no retreat, no surrender movies. Really? Yeah. Like a sequel to one or like two separate? Two. Well, yeah, the 185 and the 187. Okay. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Ryan Fraley here on YouTube says, y'all start, start still watching Impact? From time to time. I don't, did we, we didn't review it last week. No, nah, we? we didn't last week. We did the SmackDown recap last week for our Friday episode. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, we actually did the SmackDown recap, which will be this Monday this week because it's not a pay-per-view week. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It was it was fine. It was Impact. You know, so, like you often say, Impact, is it's very consistent. Yeah. Um, Bully Ray can't seem to cut a short promo. <laughs> no. Because, no. yeah, that's so that's that's still a thing. Um, but no, it was, it was fine. I guess. Was it talky? I guess so. It was, it was pretty talky. There was the whole stretch between the Giselle Shaw, Savannah Evans match that we, oh, I actually, sorry. The crazy Steve, uh, Sheldon Jean match after that it took a while to get to another match. Backstage promo. promo. Then it, was, it was Johnny Swinger versus Kenny King. With a <laughs> that match was, was like two minutes long. If I know, that. And then it was more talking and then we got the main event. Mm-hmm. 
which so. was like a eight man. Yeah, you know, sometimes these uh, these TV tapings, man, they just got to slap a bunch of shit together. I think. I know, I know, I know. No surrender. Josh Alexander versus Rich Swan is Your one of the event. matches there. Um, there, I I do kind of. I, I'll be honest. I kind of appreciate the Bully Ray versus Mickey James feud currently going on right now. Let me ask you this: Is this going to lead to Nick Aldis coming to Impact? I had sort of thought that, but I was also like, uh, Mickey James doesn't need a proxy, <laughs> but it might if 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 Bully Ray. I could see them maybe because the dude. This is gonna this is gonna end up Bully Ray going too far with Mickey James, isn't it? He's gonna like put her through a table or do uh-huh. something a bit excessive, <laughs> probably uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and I could see how maybe that'll lead to all this showing up. But I definitely don't want it to be like an Aldis saves the day. I like no, the I idea that, that I, I like either. the idea that Mickey steps up to Bully Ray is like, man, you know, I can. I, I thought we were gonna say, is this gonna lead to Bully Ray winning the women's championship? <laughs> 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 I'm like, I don't know, maybe. Um, I mean, I agree. Aldis- it'd, be, it'd be great if, if you know, one one of these scenarios like we had like the last two weeks with Bully and Mickey, where uh, you know one interrupts the other. Uh, and then she ends up kicking him in the head or something like that. That'd be great. Yeah, right. Yeah, or Kiki James for uh, yeah, right for Bully Ray. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like so I like that. I think they're they're two really good. I, is it just me or is Bully Ray doing a Paul Heyman impression in his older age? When he, especially when he was talking to Masha, I was like, my God, I'm getting Paul Heyman. Oh, I didn't right notice. Now. Yeah, it, next time you next time you watch it, just think Paul Heyman. It's like, oh my God, he sounds just like him. I'll do my Paul Heyman impression All right, when we well, do the Bully Ray Sasha uh, long promo. Um, one thing I'm noticing and in, 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 uh, that whoever Macklin beats, they're next in line for a title shot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I wonder if if Josh Alexander is going to feud with a bunch of people between now and I don't know the summer, and mm-hmm. they're all going to be against people that Macklin just beat, all mm-hmm. defeating the Macklin's thesis that he's been doing for a while. That I beat all these people. Yet they get the title opportunities and not me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Macklin's in this thing to determine a number one contender, though, right? Yes, Wouldn't that yes, be coming yes. up pretty soon? Yeah. He's, what, what did uh, Santino say? There's four singles matches, and the four winners of those matches will face off at no surrender. Winner of that will be number one contender for sacrifice. I feel like not watching Impact on a weekly basis, and given how many weird things they do, like that six shooter match that happened last week. It was last week, yeah. Okay. And we didn't watch last week. <laughs> and now there's like, you know, there's like four matches. The four winners of those matches go on to have a fatal four-way. God, that's a lot of numbers, man. That's just too many numbers for me. I got to keep up better. Yeah, the Santino era has been kind of weird. I did appreciate the flock reunited this week, though. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a good that was a good bit. That was that good. Was I, like, good I like Raven saying, hey, if you want to make this company money, make me champion. You make me people, champion. Pay, people pay to see me. So people like me make people pay to like, I'm not going to argue with that. Raven's awesome. Raven is awesome. I know. And then what was the name? Uh, Reese Reese. Thank you. Yeah. Reese. That was funny. Reese hasn't really aged. <laughs> he kind of looks the exact same. Oh man. Just, so the, the thing about Santino having him as the authority figure is like <clears throat> his thing. He's, he's got, a, he's, he's, he's a, it's a comedy gimmick. That's firmly that's, comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that works. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes you just need someone to go in there and be serious. Yeah, right. And so far we've just seen comedic Santino. 
Even in, in scenarios where I'd much rather have someone who's a bit more no nonsense about stuff. I really miss Scott Demore. I do too. Because that dude, he could do, you know, when there's a comedic situation, he was the perfect sort of, you know, quote unquote straight guy for it. You know, it's like he could, he could handle that and he could handle obviously the drama mm-hmm. and Santino kind of undercuts the drama I know because he's doing this stuff. Where do six shooter match, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, I can't really take this again. Seriously. There's there's times where it works and there's times where it doesn't work because Scott Demore like legitimately is sort of in control of a lot of the stuff there at impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it gives it yeah. an extra bit of gravitas. I thought it'd be cool. if Gail Kim was, you know, the authority figure on screen, but I know they want to bring in, you know, they, they bring in people because they have a name value and they've mm-hmm. got, Oh, a nostalgia value, you know, might bring in those people. It's a smart thing to do that, but creatively speaking, it's kind of wonky. It's on the wonky it is. side. It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, show kicked off with blah, blah, blah. You know, I appreciate that Impact is like the last promotion to actually use Bullet Club music. I don't think I, I don't know the last time I heard it in actual New Japan. I can't think either. And they 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 letterbox their their entrance. Oh, letterbox makes everything cooler. Uh, Ace Austin, Chris Bay. Sorry, who Steve? Chris Bay. Thank you, Chris Bay, taking on Kushida and Kevin Knight. I'm not that familiar with Kevin Knight's work, but. Wow, what a fantastic dropkick. The that cutter was, on yeah, the, the cutter, apron. The cutter was great, but Kevin Knight where, where Kushida, I can't remember what member of Bullet Club he had up on his shoulders, and Kevin Knight with the Mark Jindrak-esque dropkick. Oh, there you go, man. We just need to call it like a dropkick like that the Jindrak. There we go. You know, that's mm-hmm. what you got to do. That dude invented. <laughs> if you all want to see something truly special, check out a compilation of Mark Jindrak's Drop kicks. The and it's dude, who's the Mount Rushmore of drop kicks? Uh it's Mark Jindrak. Uh-huh. It's Kazuchika Okada. No, 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 no. Oh, Jindrak, Jindrak, Mark- Jindrak, and Jindrak. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's four Jindraks. Three um, what, uh Jindrak, Marco Corleone. <laughs> yeah. Evolution Mark Jindrak. Yes. <laughs> It's various iterations um, of Mark Jindrak, yes. Yeah, and then Mark Jindrak uh, responding to one of our tweets about his uh, dropkicks. Yes. Um, no, and then the uh, the the cutter. So Chris Bay was perched up on like the top uh, uh, the top turnbuckle while Kevin Knight was gonna do like a, a tope over the oh, yeah the like a plancha or something yeah, yeah yeah like a plancha. And as he does that, he didn't notice Chris Bay just waiting for him. Chris Bay goes and he hits a fucking cutter right on the apron, Ooh. and it was so perfect it yeah. was so perfect it was pretty this great. is a good this is a really fun match right it here. was a fun bout in the end uh chris bay hits kevin knight with that aforementioned cutter on the apron puts him back in the ring uh bay uh with the help of ace austin hits art of finesse and then ace austin follows with the fold to get the win for bullet club wink, wink, wink. after that we had the design you know as much as i appreciate that segment with Diener and uh, and Eric Young, I miss Violent by Design. I know. I hope Joe Doring is doing well. By the I way, I hope so too. I hope so too. Um, but uh, it's just sort of not the same. So this week, Diener is telling Cal- Callahan, no longer Sammy Callahan, just Callahan, uh, that step three of the seven steps was for you to win the Golden Six Shooter Challenge last week and bring the title to the Design. You came close, it came down to you and one other man, but you failed. And then Big Con tells uh, Callahan, 
I told you if you failed, there'd be consequences. Diener says, I know how you feel, Callahan. I've been in your position before. When I was in your position, no mercy was given to me. But your fate is different because we've had four men who crossed our paths, which means we need to go to battle, which means I'm going to show you mercy and give you an opportunity at redemption. Step four, tonight, you must win. Must go. A little bit of pressure on Callahan. Uh, Then we got Giselle Shaw taking on Savannah Evans before the match. Uh, We get a Savannah Evans promo. She says Shaw, tells Giselle Shaw that herself and Tasha gave gave Shaw a chance. Now Tasha Steeles is at home. And she says, now, Giselle, you got to deal with the cannibal. Cannibal! Yeah. Uh, She's come out to that breeder song, man. That's a great song. Oh, it's a great song. It's a great album. It is a great album. Um, yeah, but how come more people don't talk about that album? It's great. It's one of my favorites oh. from that era. Yeah, what's it called again? Last Splash. Last Splash. Wow, yeah, what a fantastic a record that is. Yeah, they the had, Breeders, you know, they had, they had an Splash. album come out, out like in 2017 that has some fucking killer tracks on it. Kim man. Deal's some a good really songwriter, good man. She is. She's really good. Um, anyways, uh, Giselle Shaw ends up getting the win here thanks to a distraction uh, from Jai Vidal. Uh, and uh, yeah, and pr- I'm a good win for Giselle Shaw because Savannah Evans is usually booked pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so yeah, that was that was good stuff. Um, afterwards, uh, so she hits the running knee on Savannah Evans mm-hmm. after a super kick to get the win, and then we have a Giselle Shaw promo. Says a lot of people have referred to me as the Black Widow of Impact because I destroy every tag team I touch, but I don't care anymore. Fine, I'm the Black Widow of Impact. I don't give a crap if Tasha's gone because of me. I don't care if the influence is gone because of me. And I certainly don't care if Chelsea Green is gone because of me. I'm not meant to be in a tag team. I'm meant to destroy every competitor I step in the ring with because the spotlight does, did, and always belongs to the quintessential diva. I like this promo, and I like that angle for her. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, sort of just destroying everything in her path. They've given her kind of a comedic way of doing that up until now, but I like that now she's going to be maybe a little bit more serious with it. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, then Kenny King's backstage. He's walking, and a couple of guys, minding their own business, talking about Rich Swan winning the six uh, six shooter challenge. Kenny's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you talking about? I'm the one that exposed Mike Bailey as a homicidal maniac, but no, no Rich Swan didn't. I did. Kenny King. Next time I walk back here, you better not be talking about anybody else but me. And so they're they one of the guys has a bag of chips. Mm-hmm, so Kenny yeah. takes that and keeps walking. And he walks up to Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice. And he asks them, what do you two red light district rejects want? What are you talking about? And then Swinger says, we're talking about the Bengals, daddy. <laughs> and then King is about to respond. And Zicky interrupts him and tells him, hold on a second. He grabs a handful of chips out of the bag. You want to know what we're talking about? This is Johnny Swinger. He's got decades in this sport. If you want an autograph, I can arrange that. Meet and greet, sure. You want to fight? Is that a fight you want? And Kenny King goes, a fight? Normally, I don't beat up people on Social Security. I'm going to talk to Santino right now, and next time I catch you all, you're not going to need that cart that you're pushing Swinger on. You're going to need a wheelchair. Wow. So he leaves. So then Swinger's like, Zicky, what are you doing? And Zicky says, well, hey, if you want to get uh, that t- the championship title shot, you need to get some matches under your belt. And Swinger's like, ah, okay, Daddy. <laughs> um, yeah. I really want Zicky to turn on Johnny Swinger at some point because I think Zicky actually has a pretty high ceiling. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, I know. and pushing Johnny Swinger around a little cart. While funny and entertaining, uh, he needs to move on beyond he needs, that. He needs to do something more, yeah. 
I think he does. Anyways, uh, backstage, Santino's backstage with uh, Kenny King. We're back from commercial. And he says, all right, you got your match with Swinger. Kenny leaves. Macklin walks in. He says, uh, man, I beat Swan at hard to kill. The only right thing to do is make the title match a triple threat. Add me to it. Santino says, no. He says, but you're going to be in a series of matches. And if you uh, – if uh, That's the, uh, the four one-on-one matches. Winner of those matches have the triple threat – or sorry, the four, four-way match at no surrender, and the winner will be no, number one contender, yeah. Right. And then uh, – and, and Macklin's getting real close to Santino here. He's violating his personal space. And that brings Dirty Dango in. He says, hey, you need to back up. And then Macklin's like, whatever. He leaves. And Santino's like, what are you doing? And Dango's like, look, man, I'm, I, I told you I'll do anything for you. I just want to be in one of those qualifying matches. He's like, come on. And Santino's like, you're already in one. Now go away. He's like, so. No, he's, he's like, he was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'll do anything to get in one of those matches. He was like, uh, he was like, you need to go away. He's like, if I go away, will you let me be in those, one of those matches? Mm-hmm. He's like, you're already in one of the matches. Yeah. This is good stuff from Dango here. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, then we got Crazy Steve taking on Shelton Jean. Uh, Crazy Steve wins this pretty quickly with the diving DDT. What? No offense to Crazy Steve. Tremendous talent, great look. There is a Jonathan Gresham match on the pre-show. Yeah. On BTI. Yeah. Shouldn't you, Shouldn't that match be on the actual show? And maybe, just maybe a match like this. I mean, I know it's got an angle with Trey Miguel at the end, but, like, why is Gresham on the pre-show? Gresham should be on TV, yeah. I know. Yeah. Like, wait, he should have been in that in the main event angle, one of the four yeah. dudes there. Yeah, should have been. Should have been. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there to impact I'm, wrestling. You're not why getting Gresham... arguments from me, man. Jonathan Gresham should be on TV. Agreed. Right. Even if Agreed. it's on Axis, he shouldn't be on YouTube. No. Should be on Axis, yes. So, anyways, uh, going back to the match, Crazy Steve wins with a diving DDT, and then Trey Miguel comes to ring size, side, shoves uh, Taurus into the ring post, blasts Crazy Steve from behind with a spray paint can, and picks him up, grabs him by his hair, and he's about to spray paint him. Well, then Crazy Steve bites ah, his way free. Gets the can of spray paint and then spray paints Trey Miguel's logo on his own chest. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. That freaks out Trey. And then he starts like huffing. He's like that Florida guy. He starts like spraying and going, mm. Yeah, that's the funniest mugshot I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. That dude with the. <laughs> it was like he was in uh, 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 Fury Road, right? Or Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say Dune, but you're right. It's Fury Road. Oh, man. What would they, what'd they used to scream? In oh, Fury wow. Road, forget it was. Ah, uh, oh, somebody'll chat'll know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, it's about Chrome, like, wasn't it? Because it was like Chrome spray paint. It was Chrome, but I thought it was something like I don't know. Been a while since I've seen that movie. Um, after that, we yeah, it was a good movie, by the way. It was a great movie. I think yeah, they didn't they awesome. do like a didn't they film a sequel? I thought they were going to film a sequel. Oh, or like me. a spinoff with uh, Witness. Yeah, yeah, Witness me. Witness yeah. me. Yeah. That's what it was. They're going to do a spinoff with uh, bu- 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 Charlie's bu- Theron. Yeah, with Charlie's Theron. No, I haven't heard God, about I that. swear that was going to happen. Anyways, Jordan Grace had an interview. Uh, she says uh, Mickey can refute what she wants. I'm not here to argue about it. People can watch the match for themselves and make about, that judgment about whether Mickey tapped out during their match. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, she says, regardless, Mickey walked out as champion, but I have a rematch against either Mickey or or, or Masha, whoever walks out champion. In the meantime, I hear Steph DeLander's coming to Impact, and she wants an opportunity because earlier they ran a little video package where Steph DeLander, who is known as Persia Parada, Persia Parada in NXT, she said, "Well, Steph, I want to give you that opportunity against me next week. That should be a good match." Mm-hmm. Oh, Diehard Homer says, "You will ride eternal, shiny, and chrome." 
Oh, okay. I just remember the witness me part. Yeah, I remember both those. I remember the shiny yeah. and chrome part. After that, we're backstage. Santino uh, is walking around, finds Raven, says, uh, sits next to him, says, I hear you're a genius. I need some advice. And Raven says, you want to make this company money? Make me champion. People pay money to see the champion. People pay money to see me. Santino says, all right, I'll think about that. He gets up and leaves. Yeah, and so off. Raven's still sitting there. Reese walks up and asks, are you getting the flock back together? And Raven <laughs> says, calm down, Yeti. <laughs> and then Reese says something like, I don't like when you're mean to me. It makes me cry at night. Yeah. <laughs> and Raven is just trying not to laugh. Oh, the whole time. As soon as Santino yeah, right. walks in. As soon as Santino walks in, yeah. Because he's on his iPhone. He doesn't stop being on his iPhone either. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny stuff. Oh, man. Oh, God bless your soul, Larson. You wrote down this whole promo. It's not even all of it. It's not even oh, all of it, Steve. Oh, man, there is more. There this is lines is here fucking, and there I left out. This is like, this rivals the Bible. This is huge. It's like war and peace, basically. So Bully Ray comes out, and he just talks, 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 he talks. He spends like five minutes uh, describing why, uh, how no one likes him. Yeah, right, yeah. When well, he yeah. could have said, nobody around here likes me. Nobody anywhere likes me. Full stop. So he eventually gets around to calling Tommy Dreamer a snake. After talking for a good solid seven minutes, Mickey James interrupts him. I did appreciate that he tried to make a child cry. Um, so Mickey James interrupts him. She comes out and says, well, it seems like you did me the favor of ruining my celebration last time. So I thought I'd return the favor. It's true you and Tommy don't get along. The fact that you have the audacity to tell these people and call Tommy a politicking snake when that's been your MO your entire career. Last time we stood in this ring, I told you to get the hell out. But by this time, I'm telling you, get the hell out of impact. And Bully gets on the mic. He says, what's wrong with you? I know you're trying to save face in front of all these people, but you know I'll take a shot at you, so be careful. You remember what happened two weeks ago? Now I'm doing my Paul Heyman. Uh, He says, what would happen if I did that again? What would happen if I did worse? I've done worse to most women in this business, and you're not as good as those women. I could have taken the high road, but I'm going to take the low road because that's what you deserve uh and then mickey takes off her knockout uh, takes off her title slaps bully says she's not scared of him he picks her up and gives her a slam that brings out the good hands bullies uh dudes skyler and minions yeah minions they put a table in the ring bully sets up for a power bomb tommy dreamer lugs his way to the ring he makes the save he tells bully we're 30 years in the making it's going to be settled sooner or later Larson, didn't they have a match already? I'm sure. Yeah, they did have a match. I think they had a match like in the past. I'm sure they've had more than one match in the last 30 years, in fact. (laughs) I'm just saying recently. I feel like the score has been settled, but whatever. Oh, Tommy Dreamer disagrees with you, Steve. They're probably going to do. I mean, they're probably going to do like a proper extreme rules match or something like that. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, So anyways, uh, he says, you see, I don't have to look far because I'm hardcore and she's hardcore country. Uh, so how about the two of us face the two of you right now talking to the good hands? And Skylar and Hotch are like, we don't want none of that heat. And then Santino comes to the ramp. He makes the match. He says, but you know what? I'm fair. It's not going to happen tonight. It's going to happen next week. And Bully is banned from ringside. So I think that's going to be an easy win for Dreamer and, and Mickey James. Yeah, you'd think so. You'd think so. Uh, then we had a Killer Kelly video uh, package. She says, I already beat Taylor Wilde, but Taylor, it seems like she's obsessed with me. So if Taylor wants to be in the ring with me and then Taylor Wilde steps in and says, Spirit said we'd be in the ring more, but not across from each other side by side. Mm-hmm. And then Kelly says, well, if it's side by side, who do we get to play with? Death dolls teleported. 
And Rosemary says, Taylor, you get your messages from the spirits in the dark realm. That's where we're from. So whatever messages you get, we get them first. If you want to play, there's no one better for you to play with than the Death Dolls. Uh, yeah, this is cool. I like the Taylor Wilde and Killer Kelly as a team, I guess. Why not? Mm-hmm. They got a lot of really strong women there in Impact yeah. in terms of like how they're booked. Yeah. And uh, Killer Kelly's up there. I guess, you know, Mosh is a bit stronger book, but I don't see her winning that title off Mickey James. Hey, one thing I wanted to mention real quick, mm. and I meant to bring this up two weeks ago when we talked about Mickey James and her celebration. Mm-hmm. She said the last rodeo was over. So is it now like she can take a loss and not have to retire? Was it just until she got the title, I guess? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So now she can take a loss and you don't have to retire. That's I guess nice. so. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Anyways, uh, after that, we had Johnny Swinger versus Kenny King. This was very, very quick. Oh, yes. Uh, Kenny King gets the win with a royal flush, grabs a mic. Says, so I came out here tonight for two reasons. One, to beat the piss out of that weird old man. <laughs> it's a funny line because it was so well, it was so matter of fact. He says, two, and I love this. He says, to let all the champs know that they're on notice. I was victorious in exposing Mike Bailey as the homicidal maniac he is. So the fact is this. Uh, now all the others who thought they were the hardest now have become a target. <laughs> was there something additional last week or is it simply that he got literally murdered by Mike Bailey two weeks ago at that blood sport match? I mean, I, I don't know if there's anything last week, but I don't, here's the thing. I, there was something last week. I don't need to see it. This is what he's going with. He's like, I may have lost the match, but I exposed Mike Bailey as a maniac. I believe it. That finish was brutal. It was brutal. It was horrifying. So yeah, I'm with I'm with Kenny King on this one. Mike Bailey's been exposed as a homicidal maniac. Apparently, apparently. Yeah. Uh, then Masha's backstage, and then Bully walks up to her, saunters up to oh, her. Oh, it's uncomfortable too. Yeah, it's like, dude, you're like 30 years older than her, man. Yeah. What are you doing? Get out of here with that. So he says, "Hey, Masha Slamovich, it's good to meet you. It's nice to meet you." Ugh. And says, "How you doing?" Uh, says, you know, Mickey has been disrespectful to to you lately and goes on and on about the level of disrespect. And he says, I know you're going to take care of her and you'll be the next knockout champion. He says, if I was Mickey, I would never show you those levels of disrespect and I hope you never let her get away with it again. And then Masha proceeds to uh, uh, respond in Russian for a good 90 seconds and then walks away. What do you think she said in Russian? Nothing nice. Yeah, right, yeah. You're gross, you're old, you kind of smell... Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Why are you breathing so hard? Mm-hmm. Why are your hands so clammy? <laughs> I saw you eating way too much in catering. <laughs> now, Bully's in great shape. He's in great shape, yes. Yeah, no. Um, anyways, after that, we had uh, the major players on an interview set. Oh, this was Cardona's, so <laughs> Cardona's like, everybody, gather around. He says, it's time that uh, Joe Hendry gets a taste of his own medicine. And then he has like a Matt Cardona rap video. It's so bad. And it's like the lamest burns possible. And it ends on him saying, Joe Hendry, I'm taking your uh, your wife out, your mom out for a date. It was so bad. And it, wasn't then, yeah. like, it wasn't even like funny in a purposely bad way. It was just bad. I think they were trying to go for, It was intentionally It so. was intentionally bad, but I think they were trying to make it intentionally bad funny, but it, was, it, it wasn't funny. It was mildly funny. Mm. I think I might have cracked half a smile. The, well, I cracked a smile at the, uh, afterwards. So they go back to the interview set, and everybody's gone, and Cardona's really over the moon. He looks at me, he's like, whoa, where everybody go? And there's one guy, just a random guy. It's not a wrestler, just a random dude. And he's like, does Chelsea know that you're going to take that lady out for a date? And he's like, no, it's, it's, it's a wrap. It's a sick burn. 
And the guy just walks off, and another guy walks by, says, you guys suck, or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. I thought that was mildly amusing. The video itself was terrible. Uh, then we got the main event, Josh Alexander, Frankie Kazarian, Rich Swan, and Yuya taking on Callahan and the design. Uh, Rich Swan was isolated by the design for a vast majority of this match, and they were in commentary is really talking about uh, Sammy Callahan and Rich Swan's history. Mm-hmm. Um, down towards the end, though, uh, Yuya gets a tag tag in. He goes on a run for a little bit, but he ultimately eats a pin from Callahan via mm-hmm. Cactus Driver. So mm-hmm. Sammy fulfills step four of the process. So we get to find out what step five is. What do you think step five of the process is? I hope it's an eating challenge. I was going to say something with food, yeah. I was yeah, just going right, to say yeah. that. Yeah. You know, it's Callahan. I went and got five different Little Debbie boxes of products. Fudge rounds, oatmeal cream pies, star crunches. Um, I want all this gone by the time you leave here tomorrow. There's like 20 boxes of Little Debbie. There's like stuff from like three seasons ago. So Callahan then goes back and he has like a gallon of milk and he pulls it out and Diener says, no milk. Oh, <laughs> and then you see the look of panic on Callahan's oh, just face. Just fear and panic, yes. <laughs> nutty buddies. <laughs> there you go, Forcer through nutty buddies. Nutty buddies. <laughs> Sack of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the donut minis. Yeah, they got their mini donuts, yeah. yeah. Whole sack of them. Oh man. The number of times I've polished off a whole sack and then felt terrible about it oh, afterwards. Wow. <laughs> you can't stop, man. Once you get that little, I know the, they're the so sugar. small, and you're like, oh, oh one more is not going to hurt, and then one more one turns into two, and the three, and the four, until the whole the whole sack's gone. Turns into a sack, gone, empty. What is there? Just filled twenty, probably. Yeah, because there's six in the little packages of the of the mini donuts. Mm, yeah, yeah. All that's left in that sack is your dignity. Yeah, some powdered <laughs> sugar and what little dignity you have left. Huh? Start licking the sack for the fucking I know. powder. Turn it over and shake powdered sugar on your face. Try to get some of it in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. You want to answer some questions? Yeah, let's answer some questions. We got a, a call in from Triple H coming up here in a little bit. Oh, but, that's uh, right. I have got a thread. I posted a little bit on the late side, but I got a thread up here on the YouTube. We'll see if anybody posted any questions. I'm sure we have a thread up on the Patreon as well. Also, new YouTube channel member, while we were sitting here yapping away about donuts, Frank Harris, thank you so much for your membership. We definitely appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hear it going in raw. Uh, First up from uh, Lehu says, do you think Sammy's story has always been with Jay or has it always led to Roman? I've seen a lot of hot takes and fell victim to actually engaging with them. Had to remind yourselves that your guy's the only one I really care about. Ah, Sammy's story. Well, Sammy's story extends well beyond just this bloodline story. His story since coming to WWE is kind of like I proven he belongs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this is just the latest part of that story. I mean, that's yeah. what the conspiracy th- stuff was all about. So much mm-hmm. of the Kevin Owens stuff, him going after the NXT title. It's all about earning proving res- that he belongs there. And earning respect. And earning yeah. respect. Yeah, which is kind of part and parcel, you know, sort yeah, of the yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I think it goes beyond all that. I don't think this is a beat one guy, get it done. I think it's, you know, 
being embraced, you know, being appreciated, which is in the end what we all want, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and That's why it's, he's in, in at least in terms of the WWE universe fan base, he's there now. Mm-hmm, yeah. They appreciate him. They respect yeah. Sammy, especially after we did his, at the Rumble. Needs it from his peers, though, man. That's what yeah. he needs it from. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Bree Marie with a bunch of gifted subs here. Thank you so much. If you got a Thank sub you, from Bree. Bree Marie, give Bree Marie the thanks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Big Country here in our YouTube chat says, do you think we're going to see the Usos break up? No. Tension, yes. Break up, no. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. I think that like there might be, I think there's going to be a lot of tension to the point where they might tease it, but I, I'd like to say in the end, they're going to reestablish themselves away from Roman and be even stronger together. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I mean, dude, honestly, throughout this entire thing, they have so perfectly established them as separate individuals. You know, when 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 Jay was going through his stuff with Roman and, you know, there were cracks about, oh, who's that guy? The other Uso. That was so it, it was dead on. Because you and I, it used to be, oh, which one has the tad the cross tattoo on his arm? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. These days, it's nothing to 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 understand which one is which. Their personalities are so separate. You can see yeah. the difference between them. Um, yeah, I think they've done a miraculous job, like really establishing themselves yeah, as complex individuals. Yeah. Uh, Jack Napier asks, which current wrestler has the best song to sing along to? Oh, well, which one does everybody sing along to? Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Yeah. Um, if I knew Asuka's lyrics, it'd be Asuka's. Oh, such a great song. It's a great song. Such a fantastic song. Uh, Mr. Dope says, sorry, funny. Somebody asked this already, but is there a watch along tonight and tomorrow? Tomorrow, yes, definitely for NXT. Tonight, no. Um, Dope, I might go live on my channel, but that sort of uh, depends on what time I get back from my parents' house. Uh, Tom says, which AEW championship do you think will change hands next? If history is any indication, it's going to be the TNT title. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like Warlow's going to get that TNT title from Joe, probably at Revolution. I could see that happening. That yeah. would make sense. Uh, Luis Riza asks, how will Thunder Rosa fit into the Team AEW versus Team WB story? Sorry, hold on. Maybe the tag titles next week if Billy Gunn oh, turns, right. on, turns on the acclaim. Oh, turns on the acclaim, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. What was the question? How does th- how will Thunder Rosa fit into the AEW versus WWE storyline going on in uh, in AEW right now? I mean, obviously she wrestled prior to AEW. She came in as the NWA Women's Champion, but I think a case could be made that because her biggest success was within AEW, I think that she could she would probably align aligned with, with yeah, yeah homegrown talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Red Dragon says, why do you think it is that Cody had so much go away heat during the last year of his AEW run, but he's been so beloved and popular since returning to WWE? I mean, he, I th- sorry, go ahead. Well, he tried to cure racism with a promo. Number one, I think, I think some of what he did in AEW just wasn't a good fit for AEW. Um, his way of going about things clearly separated him from a lot of the stories in AEW. Um, and that left him in a weird spot. Some of his promos were just sort of weird. What, what's your answer? I mean, I, I think ultimately he, he made a massive mistake disqualifying for himself from being champion. Do you think that was a, do you think that was a big part of it though? Like in terms of the crowd's reaction to him? 
I don't know about it in terms of the crowd's reaction to him, but it definitely limited the stories you could tell with him potentially. Sure. Yeah. I know even, yeah, there is a TNT title and he won it first and he won it twice and he tried to make it a huge deal. And, and to a certain d- degree, I, I mean, I don't know if necessarily it's AEW title, TNT title, 1A, 1B, but you know, the TNT title main events a lot of TV shows, a lot of episodes of Dynamite Rampage. And, and I think during the few now with Samoa Joe and Darby, they've done a lot to elevate the title compared to where it was when Sammy, Sammy Guevara had it. Um, let, well, let me, let me ask you this. Because it is an it's an interesting question. Is is there anything to it that so one of the criticisms of AEW kind of early on in the first year or so was it's all elite wrestling and the elite generally did not Cody Rhodes but the other guys generally took sort of a step back and allowed everybody else to be spotlighted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cody was always the center of Cody Island. Cody yeah. always had a spotlight. He wrote himself out of the world title. So what does he do? I'm going to try to make this TNT title world on par with the world title. And I think that there might've been something about that, that turned people off. The fact that Cody was responsible for Cody. And so Cody was always spotlighting Cody. Mm-hmm. That might've been it. I don't know if there's one particular thing. I mean, dude, go back to that ladder match for the giant Sonic ring and the fact that the camera would never leave. He was in the back and every time the kid, like every frame had to have him somewhere sell that there. injury he suffered during the match. Yeah. That's where he lost me completely. Yeah. I just think that he was, I don't know. And he even said he wasn't suited for management. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's, that's going to be why people had, I think just because people know if somebody's being quote unquote, rammed down your throat yeah. and I think they're kind of okay with it in WWE because a he did the thing that we all loved back in the in the Monday Night War he made the jump mm-hmm. um, he does have I think he's learned from some of his cringier promos in AEW mm-hmm. like what lines not to cross and and I think people just sort of I don't know I think they appreciate that you know he is a good wrestler and the friggin Hell in a Cell shit with the pack. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that's going to endear him a lot to fans for, for sure. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. Uh, Mondo here has an interesting question. If WWE started inducting matches to the Hall of Fame, what do you think would be the first five to be inducted? Oh, what a great question. Um, so this is from WWE's perspective. From, from WWE's, WWE's perspective, perspective, easily Hogan Andre. Yeah, that's the first one that came to mind, too. That's the first one that comes to mind. Um, Oh, Hogan Rock, WrestleMania 18. Hogan Rock, I think would be in that there. That would go yeah. in. Probably. Oh, you would think that Austin Hart 97 WrestleMania yeah. would go in there. Yeah, I think that would go in there. One of the uh, uh, Adam Bull here mentions uh, uh, Shawn Michaels Undertaker. Yeah, you could take your choice whether it's the first Hell in a Cell, two WrestleMania matches they had. Yeah, one of those. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, maybe uh, Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon ladder match. Yeah, at ten. Yeah. Yeah, that's good too. I would see all those. That's maybe Macho Man Steamboat from WrestleMania three. I was thinking that too. I was thinking maybe that too. I mean, I know it wasn't a match, but Luger body slamming Yokozuna on the mm-hmm. big warship. Well, I mean it could be his Luger beating Yokozuna by countdown. Oh, man. At SummerSlam. What a moment that was. What a moment that was. Absolutely. 
Casey here asks, since acquiring ACW, have either of you tried running the ropes or taking a bump? No and no. No. One of those things I would not be opposed to, running the ropes. Although I hear that it still bruises up your ribs a little bit. My neck hurts today from sleeping. I'm not taking a bump. Oh, oh, no. I would not take a bump. My big old head would slam backwards and I'd get concussed. Not going to do that. I I have, you know, look, man, I'm, I'm slow enough as it is. (laughs) <laughs> I don't need a concussion to make me slower. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Deep Voice Dude says, a new what culture exclusive report stated that MJF did not get a contract extension in the bidding war of 2024. Looks like it's going to be a shoot bidding war. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. I think it got an extension. <laughs> that's That's my belief. Uh, Edward Munoz here says, are either of you interested in, in CM Punk wrestling again in general? If not, would it take for that to happen? Oh, yeah, absolutely I am. You know why? The thumbnail. Mm-hmm. The title. You know, yeah, to see the, to see it play out, sure, why not? You know, the, the shit behind the scenes is more interesting oftentimes than what happens on the camera. So just from that perspective alone, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah, it, it, here in the backstage machinations that led to him coming back would be fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what I do, I perceive him coming back. Would I, would I be as interested in him coming back as I am from like a storyline perspective as I am like in the bloodline? Probably not. Um, but if there was an interesting story, perhaps, you know, whatever, but, uh, but yeah, just from the, the, the spectacle of it all. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Everybody, uh, look, they're all grown ups. They're all grown ups. You know, if he comes back, then they're going to be cool with it and they'll, you know, they'll figure it out, whatever. Yeah. Uh, David Matushek here asks since Vengeance Day is tomorrow, what are the possibilities of Grayson Waller becoming a credible champion if he wins? If not, who should face Braun Breaker? Who should Braun Breaker face off against next if there are any credible challengers? After Don't Waller, say Carmelo. Probably, it's Carmelo. Don't say Carmelo. Yeah, Don't Carmelo say Carmelo. Should beat, should no beat. Carmelo. No Carmelo. Oh. I'm just saying, look, that's the answer. Carmelo's the, the answer. answer. But let's try to let's try to get creative. Carmelo is totally the answer. They should have rolled with Carmelo six months ago. Yeah, totally. Uh repackage Von Wagner. Oof. Once he it's finds a, out who he is. Yeah, what who is he again? Who did we decide he is the other day? I thought we made a decision on that. Oh man, Dijak. Oh, Ilya's probably if it's not Carmelo, Ilya's a really good answer. Yeah, Ilya is a good possibility. Yeah. Or hard justice. Yeah. Reinforces says Sol Ruka should be Sol Ruka. <laughs> Gotta beat Broadbreaker. Hey, you know, while you're doing voices, why don't we get Triple H on the line? What do you say? I don't know why one has to do with the other. What you should have said is while you want to do paperwork, why don't you then bring in another person, Triple H here, to do that? Oh, we got one last super chat here from KMR. KMR uh, says if healthy Orton would have been a great opponent for uh, Austin oh, Viper versus good. Rattlesnake, Legend versus Legend Killer. Oh, that's a great answer. And what that's does Randy really Orton have answer. a reputation as being? A safe worker. That's a good point. Yeah. I ain't taking no RKO. He'd have to take an RKO. He'd kick yeah. out of it, but he'd have to take one. I know. Who would win that match? Austin would win that match. Yeah, right? Austin would win that. Yeah. Stunner. Jade Diamond Deep here subbed at tier one. Thank you very much. Thank you. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so uh, Triple H is, is waiting here in the Zoom uh, chat room. Hopefully the window will show up where you where it should. But I don't know. I don't know how to work these things. That's why when I talk I mean, to you him. Know. You know. Do you know how to work? 
coverage yeah, about anything. There was subterfuge going on. Anyways, let's go ahead. All right, you got to get your game face on. Triple H is calling in. Here we go. Thank you for calling WWE. This is Paul Levesque. I'll be a director call. What are you doing as? Are you an operator now, Triple H? Yeah, one of the operators couldn't make it in today, so I'm just filling in right now. Oh, I wrote SmackDown. I wrote, don't interrupt. Uh, I wrote SmackDown uh, three days ago after the debacle that was where I was like, I got to get on the ball. Got to get back on the ball for a great episode of SmackDown because we've got bloodline shenanigans tonight. Oh, a lot of people are very, very excited, very juiced to see SmackDown tonight because more but better bloodline Bloodline stuff is happening. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm super excited for SmackDown tonight. Can't wait. Uh, I know. You're all bricked up, aren't you? Yeah. I'm all right. But, uh, yeah, you just looked at your little dingus. Uh, your little old man dingus. All leathery and weird. Uh, mm. Which way does it lean? Tell me. Uh, I'm not going to tell you anything. Um, it does lean then. You've confirmed. Uh, I got a question for you before you get to the SmackDown preview. Yes, I'll um, take a question. Uh, uh, there's a report that uh, you don't see Sami Zayn as a WrestleMania main event or care to confirm. Yeah, no, I was told that from you guys. You guys told me that. Apparently, I don't see Sami Zayn as a main event. Guess what? Whoever came up with that idea could suck it. However, however, here's the thing. Look, Sami is a terrific performer. This guy could be a modern-day Daniel Bryan. Uh, mm-hmm. Bryan mm-hmm. Daniel, so whatever his name is. However... Just the way he's presented right now, if you try to put him on the Today Show or the Tonight Show or the Afternoon Show, I just don't know people look at this guy and be like, man, you know, look at these guys. He's got like you know the crazy hair, the crazy beard, and he looks a little unkempt. They'd be like, the WWE champion really looks like he smells. And I'm not sure that is necessarily, you know, you look at like a guy like Cody Rhodes who goes on the Impulsive Podcast talking about porn stars. And he looks all nice and dapper and everything's got family history. And it's like, oh, it's clean. I get it. I get it. I see it. I see it. Get like Sami Zayn. I don't know if it's like, you know, I don't know if it'll work. You know, it's like, oh, what was this guy off the street? This guy, I saw him in a back alleyway. He just picked up a replica title and showed up at the Today Show. I just don't know that it works. Uh, All right. Well, um, he cleans up a little bit, you know, gets a haircut, looks nice and proper. Then maybe we can get him on the Today Show with El Roker. Is Al Roker even on the Today Show still? Gives him a halluva kick. Uh, All right. It's well, slightly cloudy with a chance of halluva kick. Uh, it's rainy with a chance of a blue thunder bomb, maybe, yeah, huh? Yeah, you got it. Larson with the jokes. I mean, his name is Steve. All right. What can we expect for SmackDown tonight? Oh, great time. First up, Roman Reigns returns to SmackDown on the road to WrestleMania. It's my first WrestleMania. Hopefully, Dad doesn't fuck it up by selling it to somebody and taking over before WrestleMania. That's an actual concern I've got. Uh, keeps me up at night, but I still get my eight hours of sleep. Uh, uh, what else can we expect? Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville once again duke it out for the SmackDown Women's Title. Guess who's not winning this one? If your Sonya answer Deville. was so, yeah, you don't yeah. interrupt. If your answer Is was Sonya Deville, the third time they've had a match. My goodness gracious, you are interrupt interrupt city. Brock Lesnar, Suplex City, or Interrupt City. You should make shirts. Taking you down to Interruption City. Uh, I don't know if it has the same kind of flow to it. Anyways, uh, something here about a title opportunity awaits Braun Strowman and Ricochet, or, sorry, title opportunity awaits Braun Strowman and Ricochet or Imperium. Yeah, that's right. Are we doing like a tournament or something for the tag Oh, the tag title, number one contender. That's That's what it is, yeah, because Braun Strowman and the other guy, the little flippy, floppy, Kroger, bag your groceries guy, you know, hey, here's a scoop for you. 
I totally laughed at that Braun Strowman tweet. I thought it was great. I thought it was funny. The little dude's flipping around like an AEW. Anyways, uh, yeah. So, no, it's going to be Braun Strowman, Ricochet, or Imperium are going to get the tag title shot against the Usos. Uh, That's right. Uh, then also, there's a high-stakes women's elimination chamber qualifying fatal four-way. There's Shayna, Shotzi, Zelina, and Natalia here in the in the thumbnail for it. Uh, that's right. That's all who's going to be in this match. Yeah. Wait, who's going to be in it again? What's it again? Shayna, Shotzi, yeah. Zelina Vega, Natalia. That makes sense. That sounds right. I wonder if Natalia's going to win that, wear that tinfoil hat again. She had that little tinfoil hat at the Rumble. I saw that, yeah. I'm going to make her do a conspiracy theorist. Probably not a good idea. But like a harmless one, like somebody who believes like UFOs and Bigfoot or a thing. Maybe she's going to believe in Donut Earth. That sounds good right now. A whole sack. Uh, yeah. Little Debbie Donuts. Triple. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you guys talking about that earlier. You look at this beard of mine. It's going like, to look like yours by the time I'm done with all these powdered donuts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, I like we get all joke. Anyways, uh, that's going to do it for the game. Uh, I'm in a good mood today. Hold on. Step. I want some Little Debbies. Like some of the donuts. Uh, the powdered ones. Uh, Give me two sacks. It's going to be a good day. I want two sacks. No, I don't want one. I want two. You're not going to limit the number of donuts I get, Steph. I got to go. I got some negotiating to do. Goodbye, right. everybody. Have a good day, Triple H. He's already gone. Uh, how did it go? Went well. Right on. As well as you could expect, yeah. Is he going to get some donuts? Because I really want some donuts. Yeah, that's funny you mentioned that. He is. Awesome. You should go get Great some donuts, minds. too. Yeah, man, I might go get some little. I got to go to Winko in a little bit here. Running, they, running they got, out of essentials. They got like yeah, uh, chocolate and, and powdered sugar. The two flavors that they offer of the, of the sacks, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get some, yeah, maybe the powdered. Well, I got it. No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm trying. They to don't have the the now. crumb, the crumb donut. It's so difficult to figure. No, I don't think so. Not in the those sack. Are, those are the best. Not in the sack. Those are really good. You get the texture, the crunchy texture plus donut texture. It's weird. I keep on like, man, I got to stay off the sugar. But then like random giant boxes of Reese's Pieces will show up in my house. Yeah, I know. It's weird. That's strange. Like I was looking at my cabinet the other day because I was peckish. And I see just like a box of Reese's Pieces. I was like, what? So what do you do? Yeah, of course I had to eat them. Oh, you had to. You had to. You had no choice in the matter. Not the entire box, mind you. Oh, okay. But a lot of it. All right. All right. I left some for whoever this belongs to. (laughs) But hey, I pay the mortgage around here, so anything that's in the house belongs to me. I guess so. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, no, unfortunately, yeah, it's on the top of the. So we have like Bama's like Halloween uh, candy thing is still yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. It's like on top of the fridge. So what I do on the top of the fridge, we have like more cabinets. Yeah. Now yeah. I just have to put that back there, but I still know where it is. Yeah, I know. I know. We do so. the same thing with the, the leftover Halloween candy we put it up to. All right, exactly. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, that's probably going to do it for the show today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, tomorrow join us for NXT. Uh, Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.